0: You're listening to American Girl Women with Laura Tretter and Lindsay Adams-Franca. This is a podcast where two millennial gals gather around the microphone and reminisce on the cultural phenomenon that took our childhood by storm, American Girl Dolls. Contrary to what you might think, we aren't just talking about dolls here. We're diving into the high highs and the low lows of getting hooked on American Girl and all the childhood memories that come flooding back. So join us and a few special guests each week as we become American Girl Women.
1: Today on American Girl Women, we are joined by Lauren Larson, based in Texas and working in IT sales, Lauren is a former Iowa State softball pitcher and former Miss Dallas, USA. Lauren grew up in Minnesota, where she loved playing softball and hockey, while also spending her time working as a model, including for American Girl. We are so honored to have her join us today and hear all about her experience with our favorite brand. Lauren, welcome to AGW.
2: Hi, thank you. Thank you for having me.
0: Lauren, we're so excited to have you. And we really can't wait to talk all things AG with you, but especially about your time in our dream job of being (laughs) an AG model. And I know we have so much to get through from that amazing experience that you had, but Lindsay and I are just over the moon that we get to interview another AG child
1: model
2: because. It's
0: truly a dream.
2: (laughs) Well, it was a dream for me too. You guys are making me feel special.
1: (laughs) Oh my goodness. (laughs) We cannot wait to chat with you today. Laura and I like bring this up on many an episode, just how much we wanted to be child stars child models, (laughs) and especially for modeling with such an iconic brand like American Girl. And to be able to hear about your experience is really exciting. But before we hear all about your modeling days, Lauren, what were you like growing up?
2: So I was what I would call kind of a girly tomboy. I wanted to, to beat up all the boys. I played ice hockey. I played softball. Sports were like my life, pretty much. Um, I had two older sisters even a younger brother and we used to compete with everything. But then I was also really girly where I loved dolls. I loved Barbies. I had a really wild imagination. Um, loved playing dressed up and but then you know, I would always go back to like, no, but I'm I'm the sports girl, I'm the tomboy, you know that that was kind <laughs> of like my true identity. But I don't know, yeah. there was always this girly side of me as well. So and I'm still kind of like that today, as uh, you know, I'm still kind of this girly tomboy in everything I do. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I love that. Why choose?
2: Yeah, I know, right? You can do a the, the little bit best of both worlds, I think.
1: <laughs> right, I know. It always felt like there was such a binary. Growing up, you were either sporty or you were a girly girl, and like we, I feel like we always saw that with like friends on TV shows or in books, or like Mary Kate and Ashley. Like we were seeing that yes. everywhere. <laughs> right. Oh, I always. Feel-
2: you always kind of had to pick a side and, right. and stick with it. It felt like, and I always hated that. So I chose to stick in the middle. <laughs>
0: I feel like that's so true. Like when you think about Mary-Kate and Ashley, there was like a sporty one and a girly one. And there was like very little crossover between like, I mean, like, girly girls and sporty girls could be friends but like they very rarely ever like i was a girly girl who tried playing sports and it didn't really work out for me <laughs> didn't,
1: didn't translate,
0: <laughs> didn't, didn't translate okay. but i feel like it's so for diff- effort. For effort. <laughs> exactly i i feel like it's so different now though like there's just not as much of that dichotomy i would say even for boys too right like they don't mm. necessarily all have to be sporty or Yeah, but no, I love that you had like these two sides of your personality. And I know you also mentioned that you were really into like movies and reading as a kid as well.
2: Yes, yes, I was a huge reader. Actually, I think the American Girl books are kind of what got me going down that path initially that and then there was this book called Petey. I don't know if you guys ever read that book in like third grade. But it was a really good book called Petey. I remember that book and the American Girl books and going to the library to the section and like picking it out. And, you know, every couple weeks, they would bring in a new one. And that's what really got me started on like my reading path. And now I'm in like a book club and everything and get a geek out with with my girls on that. And then I (laughs) I am still just a huge movie buff. I feel like I quote movies all the time, even like lines that aren't major parts of the movie and my favorite thing is like quoting something where people are like what is that from I've heard that before and I'm like oh yeah it's from this movie so I'm trying <laughs> not to annoy people too much with that but <laughs> definitely still love that.
0: I love how a lot of these things from your childhood though seem to still be very true about the way you identify today. I love hearing mm-hmm. people come on the podcast and talk about themselves as a child and say that those things are actually like still very much a part of who they are, because I don't know, I just think it's nice when we like keep all those things, all those interests active.
2: I am like a, a just an older version, obviously, of <laughs> who I was when I was little, I think like all my kind of core personality traits are very similar, my interests are very similar, you know, how I treat friends and family is very similar. And I think I even look pretty similar too. if I just had like <laughs> bangs, you know, that went straight across, and I, I probably would look the same as I did when I was, you know, 10. Hopefully I can continue saying that, but as of (laughs) right right now, it's an older version.
1: (laughs) Really? That is such a sweet sentiment. (laughs) It's like your younger self would be proud of the person you've become, but Lauren would love to hear more about your work as a model. And I think maybe we just started off with how did you get into modeling growing up? Was that something that you always wanted to do or were you discovered? Like how did it all come to be?
2: So I started when I was five and my mom, how she puts it, you know, I I don't remember much from being five years old, but how she puts it is that I always loved being in front of the camera. I was always kind of like in the front of the family photos, like posing and stuff. And so she brought me in our backyard one day, took some headshots and sent it into one of the local agencies. At the time we lived in uh, Minneapolis and the next day they called for it was for an ad for Dayton's, which then Dayton's became Marshall Fields, I think. And then I don't even know if Marshall Fields is around. It was kind of like a Nordstrom. I'm in the Midwest and they called me the next day for like their Easter ad or something like that and went out and did it. And then, um, you know, it was never really forced. It was always just like, if you're having fun with us, Lauren, we'll continue doing it. And, you know, we made time for it and I, I would get calls for bunch of different ads go to go i think they call them like go sees and did auditions and the whole shebang for about uh seven no about eight years i would say from five to 13 pretty much uh, from the time that we moved away from minnesota down here to texas
0: wow, oh, wow. so i guess i would say you were having fun with it <laughs>
2: Yeah, <laughs> I was. Yeah, yeah. It was, it was fun. It was, you know, I didn't even really get what exactly I was doing. I just knew that, like, I got to kind of play pretend and play these different characters and get up and smile. And then, you know, a couple months later, all of a sudden, my picture would be like on the wall in Target and I'd be able to be like, look it, there I am, you know, so it was <laughs> It was kind of that type of experience. We saved a lot of that money, the money that I did make, but my mom always let me buy like, you know, a little toy or a little something here and there um, with each job that I did and I liked it too because I got to miss school I was never a, a big school girl you know like I didn't really, like enjoy school I would say so I liked it because I got to miss it
1: yeah <laughs> so oh that's my gosh. fun
0: do you remember how other kids you went to school with reacted
2: to you getting to miss school to be a model so it was always one of these things that I did but we it wasn't we didn't really like boast about it a lot I think um my older sisters definitely kept me humble And so I, I had a lot of really good friends. And most of them thought it was like pretty cool. Uh, Of course, there was always like some mean girls and stuff like that in the classroom. But usually, I think once people got to know me, they they knew that that was just like one of the things that I did, because I did a lot of stuff. You know, I, I played softball, played hockey, I was in Girl Scouts, I was like, just very, a very outgoing little girl. And so I think Modeling thing was just like, oh, yeah, that's just like something Lauren does. And you know, my friends were like, yeah, we get to just every once in a while see her in ads or see her on TV. And it was just, you know, a, a fun thing like an extra little, I don't know, tool in my belt type of situation. So it ended up being a really good experience. But we also just didn't really like boast about it at all. Like if I had a mid school, it wasn't. I wasn't going to my classmates being like, Oh, I'm going to miss class today because I have a modeling job or because I'm going to go and work for American Girl or whatever it was. I just missed class and then I was, you know, back the next day and just picked up playing where I left off.
1: Very cool. That's such a good attitude to have about it.
0: That's why Lindsay and I didn't get to be child models because <laughs> the universe knew we wouldn't we wouldn't handle it the right
1: yeah. way. We, we
2: couldn't be cool about
1: it. Lauren, were your siblings also involved in modeling?
2: One of my older sisters tried modeling for like a minute, but she hates the camera. I think my mom put her in like a <laughs> runway class or something. And we yeah. still kind of see her to this day because she just hated it. <laughs> and then my little brother modeled for like a couple ads. It was kind of one of those things that he would come to the modeling shoots with me. And then a lot of times they're like, oh, he's got a good look yeah. for modeling. And so he did a couple of ads, but didn't get as involved with it. I was the kind of more of the model of the family.
1: Yeah, very cool. And before American Girl came to be, what types of ads were you in? You mentioned Target. Were there any others that were particularly notable?
2: Yeah, so the Target one was huge. I don't know if you guys remember, but Target used to have this boy who wore these really big round glasses, blonde hair. He was kind of a little, he's like a chubby little boy. And he was known as like the target kid. Like he was in all the target ads and he was kind of the boy. And then I was kind of the target girl. So I was in a bunch of ads. I was like, you know, unlike the big stock, like the things that they would have hanging from the ceiling. And like, I have, this is so embarrassing, but behind like this shelf I have behind me, I have like one of the cutouts that my mom brought that's like me, like from a Halloween ad or something like that. And it's just huge. And she oh said goodness. she walked into Target and just grabbed it off the stand. And <laughs> she actually, she brought it to my house like a couple of months ago and was like, I don't know what to do with this. And so <laughs> I put it behind the shelf because I don't know what to do with it. I'm not going to hang it on my walls, <laughs> So it's sitting back there. But oh my gosh. Um, that was a big thing. I did. I was on Czech cereal, like the Czech cereal box for like three or four years. So that was really exciting. It was always around so Christmas cool. time. Um, and so that was like, you know, a really big one. Um, I did some stuff for Tommy Hilfiger. I did, and then there was a lot of like other smaller ads mixed in there too. A lot of different like toy campaigns. And I know that I almost uh, had to repeat third grade, third and fourth grade, because of how many classes I had missed or how, how much school I had missed, just because it had gotten to that point where I was very wanted. I don't even know how you describe you that. You were but
0: booked and the, busy. Needed.
2: Booked <laughs> 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 and busy. There, that's a, that's a better way of putting it. It's kind of weird talking about now, but <laughs> it was a very busy time.
1: Oh, my goodness. Did you have to, like, audition for these advertisements or commercials or shoots where you saw like other child models, like the same ones, like at different auditions?
2: Yeah, well, I, maybe it's because I was in Minneapolis, but I did have to go to auditions for some things. But it got to the point too where there was a lot of times it's like the same photographers, or mm-hmm. the same company, and they just know that they like working with you as a, you know, as a kid, a child model, and then they like your look, or you have the right look. So that was one thing that was nice is it got to the point where I wasn't even really having to audition anymore. I was just getting called. Um, But of course, there still were auditions for, you know, new companies and new opportunities.
1: That's a good point. Like making those like connections, like photographers or people on set, like they want to work with like people that they enjoy working with, that are reliable, Mm -hmm. that are for whatever criteria they're looking for. That's really great to have been able to build those connections
2: yeah 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 it made it easy because I didn't have to miss school anymore you know it would just be like all right you booked a job for tomorrow you know you're gonna have to miss half a day of school or Mm, you know we can fit this in between We will fit this in between softball games or whatever it might be but like I said I I did still have to audition for new things and Mm -hmm. really big opportunities too
0: yeah. And tell us this, because this is the question I think on everybody's mind. When <laughs> did American Girl come calling and how did that come about?
2: So that was, it's like weird because it feels like a movie that I watched of myself. Like that's kind of the memory I have. But I know that uh, my mom had gotten a phone call. I was in a softball tournament at the time and my mom had gotten a phone call from my agent and they were doing this nation telling her that you know they're doing this nationwide search they're stopping in minneapolis they're here you know tomorrow only or something like that and so my mom was like okay well you know what time's the audition and the, the they were going to be there you know i, I don't know the exact times but it was from you know nine to one o'clock or something that you could go and it was an open call come in talk to the people making the decision and then they would call you back if you got chosen and so i had a softball game that morning and my mom as soon as we finished the game we went into extra innings as soon as we finished the game we rushed out i remember my mom pulling up to the curb telling me to jump out while she drove around the block to try to find parking and i run in i'm in my softball <laughs> uniform i'm like smelly and dirty and i run in and they were like packing up their stuff practically and i'm like i'm here for the audition and so i sat down i remember them asking me like what are you wearing like you know where what's going on and i'm like I had a softball game this morning and I was the pitcher for my team and we went into extra innings and we won the game, but we had a rush over here to make it in time. And I just remember the guy looking over, there's a woman sitting next to him and kind of looking over to her and going, this is the American girl. And I was just like, okay. And then they, they oh called you know, a couple of days later and announced that I was chosen. So it was, oh, I don't God. think my mom planned on like me wearing a softball uniform to this thing, but it worked out really, really well. So <laughs>
0: god Lauren. he's so right about
2: that you're used to an American girl <laughs> right that yeah like yeah he said, this is, is an American girl or something <laughs> <laughs> I know, that's what I'm saying it feels well and it's it like really so funny like that and I remember being like kind of embarrassed because you know I was so used to going to auditions where it was like you know I was I had my hair was freshly done and I wore like my fancy audition clothes and all of that and this time my mom was like it doesn't matter if they like you they'll like you like just get in there I'll go park and like I like run in <laughs> as like a nine-year-old and oh my they're goodness. like what are you here for I'm like the audition.
1: <laughs> <Wow>. <laughs>
2: fun experience in the beginning
1: <laughs> totally were you auditioning for something in particular or was it like a general casting for them
2: so this one was for it was what they called it I think it was, was there something called like the girl of today or American girl of today, or or something along those yeah. lines. Yeah, yeah. So it was for that, and it was for one of the clothes catalogs. And so this was—they were picking. I think they said ten girls from across the nation, and then they flew us out to California to Santa Barbara for like a three-week-long photo shoot. Um, but then, obviously, once you get chosen for that, then there's other jobs that you do for them. But this was kind of just the initial casting call for this specific. It was like their back-to-school clothes catalog. I think is, is what it was. It was like, oh, you know, the little square clothes. Yeah. Catalogs.
1: I think those were called AG gear catalogs. I found a yes, couple yes. on eBay that I like totally forgot, like even existed. <laughs> but after I found them and purchased them, I was like, oh my God, I so vividly remember these now. Those were fun.
2: <laughs> yes. Yes. They, they were. They were really fun. And that was The first American Girl kind of audition that I had, and then since I got chosen for this, then there were some other ones that I did, and I think they flew me out to Wisconsin and Chicago. I went to both of those for other types of ads and everything. So it kind of, I think once maybe you got chosen, then you kind of ended up in like the American Girl child models. (laughs)
1: yeah totally so you (laughs) they flew you out with 10 girls or nine other girls in california for three weeks what was the vibe like did you become friends with everybody on set
2: so we were all together kind of the whole time we all stayed in like the same kind of hotel i remember the it's like weird it's all spotty i mean i guess now it's been you know 20 years but i remember like hotel pool because that was really cool i remember we shot at a and I thought it was really cool because the school uh, you would walk outdoors from class to class and like they had a like a lot of outdoor areas and you know obviously living in Minnesota all of our schools it's all indoors like there you don't walk outside to go from one building to the next so I remember that being really cool. Um, I remember being one of the younger ones and so with these hot like the gear catalogs clothing catalogs I think it was targeted towards a little bit older girls. Like I think they were more like 11, 12 years old, which sounds funny to say older, but you know, 11, 12 years yeah. old, I was nine. So I do remember being one of the youngest, but all the girls were so nice. And I connected really closely with a couple of them. You know, of course I remember we're leaving and hugging and crying and being like, we will calling each oh. other every single week. <laughs> and I sadly haven't stayed in touch with them. So, you know, who knows, maybe they'll see this podcast and <laughs> reach out or something, but I haven't seen them since I've modeled with them. <laughs>
1: <laughs> that's so cool. Especially to be away for that long. Like that's like a summer camp experience.
2: Yeah. Well, that's how it felt. You know, it's, I, I always think like it could have been a reality TV show. Cause I remember <laughs> one of the first things they did is they brought us into this like hotel, I don't know, ballroom type of thing. And we all sat in different chairs and somebody came around and talked about how they wanted our haircut. And I remember they wanted to chop my hair like really short, like a bob up to my chin. And at the time, I don't know if I had a contract with Target or there was something where my mom was like, you can cut her hair, but you know, it has, it can't go shorter than like her shoulder, uh, than her like collarbones. And so they cut my hair, you know, just above my shoulders, but they wanted to go really, really short. And, you know, ultimately we had to kind of say, you know, she can't because of, I, I like I said I don't know if it was a contract or something that we we had to follow but they they went through all the girls and gave them different haircuts just like on like America's Next Top Model like right. haircuts <laughs> and decided all these different things colored their hair all all this stuff to kind of fit within oh the, the vision that they had. <laughs> that is wow. so funny.
1: It's like pleasant yeah. is Tyra. <laughs> Yes, uh, literally. Yeah, yeah.
2: it was like, <laughs> like child, America's Next Top Model feeling type of thing.
0: <laughs> how did it feel to see your work? I mean, obviously, you were used to seeing yourself kind of represented through your modeling work. But how did it feel? Did it feel different at all when you saw your
2: work in American Girl? Oh, yeah. I was an American Girl fan. I played with American Girls with a lot of jobs I had before it's like you do you do a job and it would be like you and one other kid or something and you knew you were gonna be on the ad you knew what you were chosen for with American Girl it was really weird though because you would do all of these photo shoots and then I don't think we found out what photos were chosen until the catalog or the ad or whatever it was we did came out so you would go and be flipping through this catalog and be like oh there I am oh and oh there I am you know and it was kind of exciting and also sometimes disappointing because there'd be things that you know, we would do and I'd be like, Oh, I, I nailed that. Like I was so good. And then it, they didn't pick it. Like I, I remember <laughs> doing this soccer ad for them. And I, of course, as you guys know, like, I'm the sporty girl, right? I'm the competitive one. And I was competing against these other models. And like, they were professionals. So they were like, very, like looks pretty and cute. And I was like sprinting down the field, sweaty, like slide tackling <laughs> them. I know, I didn't, never played soccer in my life. But I was like, I'm going to be the most athletic and the best soccer player on this field. And so, of course, when this ad came out, I thought for sure they're going to have like an action shot that's like worthy of Sports Illustrated in this ad. And I think like I had like half of my face was part of it. Like it just because I was sweaty and red. Like, of course, they're not going to use it. But. (laughs) <laughs> so, you know, it was always exciting, but also sometimes disappointing. <laughs>
1: <laughs> it's so funny. Do you remember like some of your favorite looks that you got to wear or anything that you were particularly excited about?
2: It sounds weird, but like the pajamas. There was one thing that I really wanted that was really expensive was the, the sleeping bag. It was like a black sleeping bag with the big... American Girl logo on it and I think I like that stuff because that's like when I connected with my American Girls the most was like in my bedroom when I'm getting ready to go to bed and I'm like cuddling with them I wasn't somebody that like carried my American Girl doll out in public a lot because I think that was like not the identity I want to give off or probably because my older sisters would have teased me honestly they probably have been (laughs) like don't bring your doll so to me it was like fun like it was always that sleepover so I thought oh if I have like cool matching american girl pajamas with my american girl sleeping bag then like that was like i was the shit then like that was game over <laughs> i look awesome type of thing. So <laughs> yeah. I, with modeling there was also some cool stuff but i just remember like the i don't know that for some reason that stuck with me the pajamas set, the little things like that the eye mask they had like you know one of the sleeping masks that were like a silk sleeping mask and things like that
0: so cool we talked about this a little bit before we started recording but I find it so surprising that they weren't more generous with letting you take some stuff home and (laughs) you're not the you're not the first one to tell us that but like I I don't know I guess I just assumed that maybe like they'd throw you
2: like a pair of American girl slippers or something Something. I know I I don't remember really getting anything like I even bought my first American Girl doll like I didn't even get one of those for free um, and I don't I, I think maybe I had like a t-shirt that we got or something um, maybe like the classic you know American Girl logo t-shirt maybe one of those I got but yeah no, I remember we had to buy it all and I'm sure like nowadays it's probably way different but you know back then it was like oh I remember even trying to really sell it like oh I just love this dress so much like oh it fits me perfect I look so good or I would love to wear this Hoping that somebody would be like, oh, sure, Lauren, you could just have it. And <laughs> never, never happens. I never was able to sell them on it. Oh,
1: my so. God. Lauren, that is so funny. I would be the same way for sure. Totally. Oh, like was, I,
2: they knew what I was doing, too. But, you know, in my, like, <laughs> nine, ten-year-old brain, I was like, I'm... I am tricking them right now. Like they, they're gonna really want me to have this. But like I said, obviously I'm still a little bitter about it, man, they're bringing up some like deep, airy feelings.
0: Well, so that, that brings up though, how you came to acquire your first American girl. So that didn't happen until after you had already modeled for them or did it happen
2: before? So no, it happened after I modeled for them. I always wanted them or wanted one, but they were, I just remember them being really expensive. And I think too, you know, having, uh, being four kids in my family, it's just, you know, it's not plausible. I, I don't even remember how much they cost back then, but I do remember that they were really expensive to the point that I almost didn't even want to like unbox mine. Cause it was like, Oh no, this is needs to sit on my shelf. And so I was able to buy my first one. That was like the toy that my mom was like, all right, now you can buy something with your, your earnings. And so I bought that one. And I remember picking out, it was one of the girls of today and picking out, you know, the one that had green eyes and brown hair because that's, you know, I have green eyes and brown hair. So that was the one that looks closest to me. But she didn't have freckles. And I always wanted to like secretly draw freckles on her. Thank goodness I didn't. But I wanted to, you know, (laughs) draw freckles on her because that was the key thing that was missing.
1: Oh, I think they do come with freckles now, too. Like you can really get in there with the customization.
2: Yeah. Oh my gosh. Oh, I love that. Now now I kind of want to go buy one and get one of those freckles and <laughs> ear, right. ear piercings and stuff like that.
1: <laughs> yeah, totally. Oh my God. Seriously. That's really cool. yeah. They can do anything
2: with the dolls now. I know you're like able to get one with like a, like a full sleeve of tattoos or something.
1: <laughs> oh my God. Imagine. I think people do American Girl tattoos though on like not through American Girl, but like other customizers they'll like do really tattoos, like, they they'll bring do anything. Doll. I don't know if it's like okay, an so actual tattoo I don't know cool. how they do it <laughs> M- might just be drawn on but yeah you could really do whatever <laughs> you want but Lauren were you also into the historic dolls or were you more into the more modern gals
2: no I I love the historic dolls I didn't own one of the historic dolls but I loved them I loved the books um you know I didn't didn't they come out with movies I think that that was kind of a little bit later maybe. And so I, I may have just missed that. You know, you kind of start to age out of yeah. some of the stuff. Um, but the books I I loved and like connected with so many of the girls. Yeah, yeah, totally.
1: They did have movies eventually, but same. They were a little bit past my time as well. But yeah, I mean the books were such a
2: great way to
1: connect with the brand. They're just such a great tool for like learning to love historical. Oh, yeah. Like such a great gateway oh, to yeah. that.
2: I love historic fiction now like that's I read a lot of historic fiction so I could just see again that's something that has just carried over from when I was younger and uh you guys will love this so my favorite I would say like my favorite doll or my favorite like historical book was Kirsten's but I remember this I I, so I remember I didn't have Kirsten remember but I did have my my doll and I remember uh I kept sitting there thinking like, okay, I, I know I had my doll and I would pretend that we were all sisters. Like I'd be like, oh, we're, we're Kirsten's sister, me and my lookalike doll who I named her Charlie. And so me and Charlie were Kirsten's sisters. And it wasn't until I started digging up some of this stuff that I realized we used to call each other the Larson sisters. Cause her name was Kirsten Larson. And my last name now is Larson. So I don't know. Maybe I manifested it, but it's like, how wild is that? I used to be like, oh, the Larson sisters. I was the oldest. And then there was Charlie Larson. And then there was Kirsten Larson, who was the actual, you know, American Girl doll. So I thought it was kind of crazy. It was like, wait. As I'm digging up all this stuff, I find this.
1: (laughs) Oh, my God. Wait, I have chills. When you met your (laughs) husband. right? When you met your husband, and you found out his last name, like, did you immediately think of Kirsten?
2: No, it wasn't until I sat there. And I, cause I remember, like, as we talked about doing this podcast, I remember wanting to like kind of revisit just memories I had, And I remember thinking, like, what was Kirsten's last name like I remember we always like I even like kind of had come up with a song but I couldn't remember her last name and so then I was like well let me look it up and it said Kirsten Larson It spelled you know Owen instead of Ian but I saw Kirsten Larson and I was just like oh my gosh (laughs) and then I found my American Girl doll and look at her her hair is still in braids I don't know if you can see it so like her hair is still in braids because I would braid my hair and braid her hair and then Kirsten had her braided hair so it was I, like, I just, it was so much fun kind of discovering that as I'm, you know, uncovering memories from my American Girl days. Wow. Totally.
0: And another th- thing about Kirsten is that she's a Minnesota girl.
2: Yes. So yes, she that's has right. that connection. And she kind of, she kind of always felt like a little bit more like me, like a little bit sporty and like um, adventurous and like not scared to kind of go against um, the rules. You know, she was yeah. a little bit like mischievous. And so I think that's why I was always drawn to her. Um, And I think, too, like, all my friends loved Samantha. All my friends loved Felicity. Like, those were the ones that they – those were, like, their girls. And so for me, like, Kirsten was a little bit different. And I really liked Molly, but I loved Molly for kind of a silly reason. So I uh, always used to do this with toys. I would feel bad for certain things. So, like, if a toy hadn't been played with, I'd be like, oh, I'm going to play with this toy – because I don't want it to feel bad. So Molly, I was drawn to Molly because all my friends used to, like, I don't, I don't think they made fun of her. But, like, nobody liked Molly. Like, I always remember, like, nobody in my class or none of my friends liked oh Molly. So I felt bad for her. So I was like, no, I like Molly. And it's the same reason why I always picked Peach. Because nobody liked Peach in Mario Brothers. Mm -hmm. And everybody wanted to be Yoshi or Toad. And so I was like, fine, I'll be Peach because I didn't want her (laughs) to feel left out. So Kirsten I loved the most, but then Molly was like kind of my second hand because I didn't want her (laughs) to get left out. That is so funny.
0: You you know, you're not the first person to come on the podcast and tell us though that they kind of like felt bad for like, (laughs) we've had people come on and say like if they had multiple American girls that they felt bad for like ones that they played with more than others and I think that that's like a very common or maybe not common maybe just common with (laughs) like the type of person that we've interviewed but so many like people I feel like I've said like and then I felt bad because I didn't play with this one as much so I tried to play
2: with it more. (laughs) I think it's like the Toy Story effect or something because Toy Story came out in like 1995, 1996 and i could have sworn that like that my my toys came alive like that was how my mind worked like uh, you know i mentioned earlier i had a very vivid imagination and so it was one of those things where it was like oh well you know everybody talks about samantha and how how great all her outfits are and how amazing she is but like nobody talks about molly so i'm going to stand up for molly <laughs> and that's going to be my my doll like maybe it's just like the the empathetic side of me or something but that was always my my (laughs) go-to
1: that is so adorable I I fully agree with you I feel like every stuffed animal has feelings still like I talked about this on the podcast but like a few years ago my dad was like go into the attic there's like bags of stuffed animals like I want you to go through them and throw them away and as like what. a girl in my thirties, I was just like in the attic. and I was like, I can't throw these away. Like how, how yeah. dare he? Like, I can't oh do my this. Gosh,
2: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but it's okay. If they stay in the box in the attic, you just 100%. can't get rid of them though. I mean, it's like the same reason I love mascots. Like I have like a weird love for mascots because I see them. I'm like, they're just like big toys that are alive. And it's like all of my childhood dreams have come true. You know, I'm not like <laughs> secretly a furry or anything, but like, that's like, I just love the excitement of it all and the imagination of it all. <laughs> oh,
0: my oh my gosh, it's, it's honestly, it's so funny how those things like st- stay with you in some form, like from childhood <laughs> oh, yeah. to adulthood, Lauren, was there anything besides maybe Kirsten or Molly that you were, or a sleeping bag that you were really (laughs) wanting to get from the American Girl catalog when you were a kid? I remember there was like a letter jacket,
2: I wanna say, and I just remember it was like gray and it had, it said like American Girl on the back. And I, you know, I don't know if it it just said that, but it was like a letter jacket and Mm -hmm. it was really cool. And that was something I really wanted and honestly, I think today, if I had it, I would probably still rock it. But um, totally. I do remember that was the key thing. There was always two, I really liked a lot of the, um, like the the tool, like, not the toys, but like the bed and the, the dresser and like those type of things that would be more yeah. for playing, like your doll playing with these items. Um, but those were always just pretty expensive. I feel like just no offense to American girl, but a lot of their stuff was really expensive, um, at least for my family. And so, it, you know, it was always a big deal when it was like, okay, I, I get to pick out a couple of things here and that's what comes in. And, you know, I would just create my own little fake mini bedrooms and stuff out of stuff around the house. So it yeah. worked out well. <laughs> I love
1: yeah. that. What that's was...
2: honestly more fun.
1: <laughs> right. I know. Yeah. Getting creative with yeah.
2: it. Well, Exactly. And I think, too, it's, you know, I had my American girls, but then I had my Barbies, and I had all these other toys and stuff. So usually, you can kind of blend them all together and, and make something work.
1: Totally. What was Charlie's best look?
2: Oh, gosh. Um, well, probably the look she's wearing right now. You know, she's got this softball uniform on, which was a big deal to see anything at that age, like softball, because I feel like there was a lot of stuff for young girls that were like soccer related or gymnastics or dance but like softball was just not a very popular sport um at least commercially it seems like and so when they came out with a softball uniform and everything it had like a hat and I think she even had like a mini bat and a mini softball it was like the biggest deal, the best day ever type of scenario so yeah that's why she's still wearing this little outfit I'm sure I had other outfits too I, I know I had probably five or six different outfits for her but she usually stuck uh stuck with the softball uniform
1: yeah I mean Charlie in a softball uniform really comes full circle <laughs> with <laughs> your American Girl with how experience. I got chosen. Right?
2: That's why I'm like, it's. you know, she's a little cleaner than I was for that audition. But yeah, I don't stray too far from like my core story, I guess.
1: (laughs) Right? And can we talk about (laughs) her name for a second? Because Charlie for a girl in the 90s is very ahead of its time.
2: Okay, I think so too. But now it's such a popular name that I'm like, dang it. Like I had always wanted to name my future daughter Charlie and it's so trendy right now that i'm like you know what i don't know but i know i might still do it you know sometime in the future if i'm lucky enough to have a daughter but charlie yeah there was a boy charlie in my first grade class and i just thought it was always such a pretty name and i remember telling my sisters and they thought it was so weird they teased me about <laughs> it and they remember this to this day where they were like are you going to name your daughter charlie like you called that name when you were like 7 years old and i'm like ah you know so we'll see, but it's, <laughs> at least I have this Charlie. You know, I did name one right. of my children Charlie in my life. So
0: <laughs> exactly, I feel like I feel like Charlie's giving like very like Mary Kate Olsen in a Mary Kate Ashley movie. Like she would have like the, the kind of like gender neutral name like that.
2: <laughs> yes. Yes, yes. But then she would also have the pretty side of her, which was like Charlotte or something, you know, where right. that's her professional name. But Charlie's like the cool, spunky, I don't know, sporty girl.
1: Right. <laughs> Absolutely. That's so funny. Were you ever into the American girl books that weren't like the historic books, but like crafting? Oh yes, all of those. So um
2: I the one I remember that was such a core memory for me was like the body one.
1: Oh, yeah. Where it like
2: showed like what happened, like where you grow pubic hair and stuff, and like it <laughs> talked about, you know, your changing body and like how your, your will start coming and that type of stuff. And I just remember my family was always like very open about stuff. My mom was a labor and delivery nurse for years. And so like I knew about sex like way early and everything. But that yeah. book was still just so interesting for me because there was things that like I don't know I just feel like they did a good job at covering a lot of items and I actually bought that for my niece when she was like I don't know she's now 18 when I bought it for her when she was like nine something like that and I think it was like the exact same book like it hasn't changed in 20 years 20 plus years which is crazy
1: right we were actually just talking about that recently how the material really held up the images yeah I love the illustrations so much and like they use those I think the same illustrator and like a few things that they've done over the years and I think the magazine and like it just it just makes me feel so like cozy and like comforted like yes just seeing everything like illustrative of these cute little like characters yes
2: they were so cute
1: no they, they they were so cute
2: and I I loved it well and there was um uh, so I modeled for one of the books. It was like a craft book for jewelry. Like it was like Ooh. where you could make jewelry. I want to say it was called like paperclip magic or paperclip jewelry book or something like that. And so I modeled for that, which was really cool because like that was a whole different like other side of American Girl. Um, yeah. And I did something that was like an ice. It was like an ice cream maker or an ice cream book. I remember um, but I, I couldn't find the paperclip jewelry. I was going to send you guys pictures of that, but I, I couldn't find it. It's somewhere, you know, buried in my parents' attic, probably. I was found
0: it- a picture of the book cover online. Oh, it's if you like- show it, yeah.
2: I wonder. Let's
1: see. I'm the to one find- I'm thinking of,
2: it like came with like it came with the jewelry pieces, and then on the front there was like maybe four squares that had pictures in it, and then I was in pictures on the inside. Oh, yes, that's absolutely it. So, like- <laughs> yeah, in that, inside that book, there's, like, pictures of me modeling this jewelry or whatever it is. Wow. We actually got to play with it, which is really fun.
1: I love that there's an entire book devoted to paperclip jewelry. That's right? so cool. Nice. That. You know what?
2: <laughs> But it did look really nice. Like, it looked pretty cool, I think. Cool. I mean, from what I remember.
1: I mean, I'm looking at the cover of it right now, and it does look gorgeous and not like a paper clip. It's not what you would think right it is.
2: It's it's legit. It's it's pretty cool. So I'm fascinated. we had like five copies of those in my house. But of course I wasn't allowed <laughs> to so like I couldn't open them to play with the stuff because it was, you know, that was just to have for our own our own attic box.
0: Archives.
2: <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
0: oh my gosh. Wow I can't oh I'm like looking at some pictures. I can't wait to dig in more here. This is amazing. So cool. <laughs> Lauren, is there any, like, fun stories or anecdotes that you want to make sure we get in here before
2: we move on to the last question? No, I mean, I remember going to Wisconsin modeling for one of the catalogs, I think it was, and, you know, the, the lineup of all the clothes. Like, I remember walking between, like, the racks, and there was just all the different clothes, and you kind of could go through and I, I feel like there was like a section where they actually let me kind of pick out things I liked which was actually like the bucket hat picture um yes. that was like one of the ones I they let me kind of pick that out um I'm sure that they narrowed it down to like a certain thing but that was one that I remember they let me pick out and I liked it because it was like it was it was a girly super girly dress type of look. yeah you know it was like a kind of a cool cool outdoorsy chick you know
0: (laughs) yes that outfit is so iconic I love that one
1: (laughs) right we'll post that on our Instagram too when this episode airs so everyone can see what it's referenced to but yeah I
2: can send you guys these pictures so I have this picture and then yeah I guess I have like there's probably like eight pictures here of like me with the other girls and it's just very American girl looking you know us on the beach and us like at the restaurant the 50s restaurant that's there and you know just super cute and so a lot of these yep. girls like I recognize from you guys will probably recognize them from like they were like the more I should say popular girls but the more used girls because some of the yeah. people that model for American Girl get chosen and did a lot like you can tell that there's some girls where you're like oh I remember this girl for sure uh whereas like I did stuff but I wasn't one of the the core like six girls I got chosen for everything and some of them I, I model with at this and they were all very nice and very sweet girls.
0: That's so, so glad cool. it was a positive experience. Yeah. Every every model like that we've had the benefit of talking to that worked with American Girl has said that the other girls were really sweet and you know, I don't know from personal experience what it's like on a set, but just really nice to hear that they were fostering an environment where everybody was like being nice and having fun
2: all the girls were super kind we all were very different it felt like but all really nice girls all from all over the u.s and i don't even remember like any bad nuggets in there if that makes sense like i don't remember anybody (laughs) that was just like not enjoyable to be around so yeah um, thank goodness because it made that experience a lot more enjoyable
1: (laughs) totally did you ever have any encounters with pleasant Roland?
2: Oh, no, I didn't. Yeah, she
1: She's, seems I like... Feel
0: like. Well, I feel like depending on when it was, because when did American Girl sell to Mattel? The late 90s, I think.
1: Late 90s. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's true. And she seems like quite the elusive character as it is. But we've had a couple people who have. Yeah, had the I was trying to, to think.
2: There was, so I had done, I did a fashion show, I think. And I was talking to my mom about this because, you know, sometimes my mom might remember some of the stuff better better than I do, but I'm pretty sure I did a fashion show that was at Mall of America, and that was like one of the last things I did for American Girl before I kind of aged out, and then we moved to Texas, and I stopped modeling altogether. Um, And I was thinking that she was maybe there, but I might be getting that confused with a different job that I did. Um, but I do remember that that was kind of like a cool big event because it was like one of the first kind of fashion shows that they had they had done. Really, um, was was that one, from my understanding? Oh,
0: cool. For that one, did you get to do any like historical outfits?
2: No, I I still modeled like the girl of today type of outfits. Um, I always wished that I could have done some of the historical stuff. I think at one point they were considering using me for molly because i i remember doing some like test shoots that looked very like molly-esque if that makes sense but they must have gone with somebody else i mean that was the thing it was you know you could go and and take a whole bunch of pictures and they might not even choose any of them or there'd be like multiple girls that would shoot the same set or the same picture or the same you know scenario and then Mm -hmm. obviously i got Uh, I was in second or third place for that or something they didn't pick me but right uh, it was still a fun experience I I had the chance to wear some of this stuff but never had the chance to actually model it or I was never in the catalogs wearing it
1: yeah that's interesting to know that like you weren't aware of like what would be shown until you would see the catalog itself and yeah We actually had another model on um, Carly Eldridge, who we interviewed in November 2022, who was um, doing a lot of work with American Girl for both the catalog and the magazine as well. And she was a cover model for the American Girl magazine, but she wasn't aware if her if her shoot was going to be chosen, it was like her and another girl, like they flew them both to oh, shoot the cover and only until like it was received. <laughs> Honestly,
2: <laughs> right? I'm like, gosh, my like little kid heart, like kind of aches for some people. I mean, luckily my mom <laughs> was always so amazing at just being like, you know what, maybe they wanted a girl that was blonde or, you know, maybe yeah. said, you just wanted to look for this, but that doesn't mean that you're not special and beautiful and like we're we're that you know we're still so proud of you no matter what like my mom was always so great about that so was my dad yeah. So were my sisters and so I learned how to handle rejection really early and like right. handle it and like move on from it and I think it helps now in my job like I'm, I'm I'm in sales now and so obviously with sales like there's good and there's bad and there's rejection all the time and I think that that's like kind of helped me now as an adult like all right like didn't win the deals it went to somebody else guess I wasn't the best. Like whatever, I'll get, a, I'll get the next one type of thing. And I think a lot of that mindset kind of stems from my modeling days and maybe not getting chosen for some of the American girl stuff.
1: Yeah, totally. that's a really, really important lesson to learn. And especially at a young age where, you know, you're able to really absorb that information and move forward. You know, it, it, it's hard to learn that later in life you know. um, Oh,
2: absolutely. Well, and it keeps you humble. Like that's, I mentioned earlier, like my sisters kept me humble, I think, and my family kept me humble. And so it, it kind of was just modeling was just something I did, but also like getting rejected and not, not getting chosen for everything and not just getting the automatic callback. And I mean, you could really think that you are the perfect fit for something and, and the audition went flawless. And then, no rhyme or reason. They you don't you don't get it, and you never find out, and you just have right. to kind of move on from it. So, right. it's uh it's a good lesson to learn early on for sure.
1: Definitely, and kind of speaking of life lessons, I feel like this transitions really nicely into the question that we love to end all of our interviews with. And Lauren, that is, what lasting impression did American Girl leave on you?
2: Yeah, I, I mean, I think it's kind of like I stemmed if we go back to the very beginning of this conversation, that it is okay to be this tomboy and it is okay to be a girly girl and it is okay to sit somewhere in the middle and um, not have to fully lean one way or the other. And now as an adult, I feel like I can do that as well, where I can, you know, I can work in IT and I can, you know, play sports and I can model, I can do whatever I want and it's, it's not going to put me in a box. And so I think that was a key thing. And then I think going back to what we just said too, where it's, you've learned how to accept failure and you learn how to um, also celebrate it. And now as an adult, I feel like things, you know, aren't going to stick to me too, too harshly. And I'm also able to enjoy the moments that I do have. So I, I think a lot of that did come from American Girl. I think a lot of that came from modeling and a lot of that came just from my family and and life experiences.
0: That's a great takeaway to have. I I think American Girl had such a positive impact on how we as girls were able to identify certain things within ourselves and accept and celebrate certain things about ourselves that, you know, maybe weren't always being celebrated by our parents' generation or generations prior. And I think that they continue to do that too. And they've only, you know gotten even more progressive and expanded on that. So it's it's great to hear that you know that's their legacy impact that they've had on so many people.
2: Oh, absolutely. I always love to think about uh, there was an article that I read, I think it was probably a couple of years back, but there was a scenario where somebody had wrote an article where they were trying to to bash American Girl and like I don't know trying to say that maybe the books weren't historically accurate or something along those lines. And I love that all of the American girl women, you know, right. We'll call it that, that they all came out with like a vengeance and they were like, no, don't you come after my American girls. Like, and it's true because it's like, we all have this connection to it. And we like grew up with this and they hold a special place in our heart. And I think now too, it's like, I would do the same thing for a lot of scenarios and, That was one that when it happened, I was like, yes. Like, I mean, the (laughs) article died really quickly. Like, it did not blow up. It did not go the route they wanted it to go. And it was like, uh uh, don't you come from my American girl.
0: (laughs) Right. Oh my gosh. I know that there's no, because I think that um, fans of American Girl are, we're all aware, like, that it, wasn't perfect in every way in terms of like, you know, maybe historical accuracy, representation, things like that, that we probably are much better at today. But for oh, yeah. for what it was at the time, it was what so many of us needed and wanted and loved mm-hmm. about being a girl. And, you know, even just the playing with dolls aspect of it, that it's like, no, you don't get to, you don't get to bash American girls. Right. Yeah. <laughs> you don't get to do this. <laughs>
1: Seriously. I agree. Well, it, things was, it was wonder. one of the
2: few. Right, well, and if you think about it, like the other toys that we played with, it was one of the few that did have kind of that historical piece to it. It had this story and it had the dolls that you played with and it had the accessories and it was like a full end to end experience. And there weren't a lot of toys like that at that time. And so it was, It was one of those toys that I loved because it kind of grew with you a little bit. And even though she's been packed away, Charlie Girl's been packed away in a box for a while. It's like part of me now that I took her out, I'm like, I might just find a little space on my shelf behind here for her to sit and (laughs) stuff off a little bit.
1: (laughs) Right. And the fact that you could have conversation and discourse around American Girl in itself, I think is really impactful because you definitely can't say that about a lot of toys. The fact that we're still able to discuss American Girl in all of its entirety, its flaws, its impact I think is just what makes it so special to begin with and how much it like resonated with our generation I don't know it's just so unique
2: well and then in the future the the future generation like I am so excited hopefully to someday have a daughter and get to share this experience with her and reread the books and go to the store with her and like tell her like hey you're you know your mom your mom used used to model for this your mom did (laughs) this you know like from the beginning type of thing and so I hope that it sticks around. It seems like it's just getting bigger and bigger. Um, but I, you know, I'm excited for that experience, and it's been it's been fun to just see it see it grow and evolve and um, change over the years. And it's just I feel like it's just gotten better and better. Totally
1: agreed. Agreed. <laughs> now we're gonna play a couple games, and Lauren, I'm really excited for this first one to ask you if you were an American Girl doll, if they made a Lauren doll, what three accessories would
2: you come with Ooh, is this lauren of today or is this lauren as a child
1: Ooh, i think you could do either
2: i would definitely come with a softball i know that's like boring but like i would be like a softball or you know something sporty a softball maybe i always thought it'd be cool because i don't think i've seen a hockey player american girl doll and since i played hockey for seven years and i was a goalie so i think it would be really cool if you could buy like american girl goalie hockey goalie equipment you know um and so i think that that would be a key thing because it's it's just you know it's a little bit outside the box but it's like girl hockey players still play with dolls right and they still want to be able to see a doll that's wearing that stuff so i think that would be the first thing let's let's start with that it would be you know goalie like hockey goalie american girl doll i think i would want maybe like a bike because when i was little i was like i rode my bike everywhere and that was one of the accessories that i personally really wanted and so i think it would be yeah a bike some something cool like that Ew. and then probably like uh you know something like a book or you know something along those lines maybe a movie like you know a video camera i was always taking a lot of pictures growing up i take a lot of pictures now even though i'm not very good at posting them as you guys have probably seen on my instagram i'm not very good on the social media side but i take a lot of pictures I'm very nostalgic. I take a ton of video. I have a video camera now, even in 2024. Like I'm, I have like a video camera I carry around and stuff. So I probably want that. Like, yeah, something along those lines. Just, you know, I'm just nostalgic. And I would want my Warren American Girl doll to be, you know, I don't know, maybe she's like a cinematographer or something like that
0: yeah i love that great answer yeah really great, great answer i never
2: thought about that great question great i question. <laughs> never thought about that so
0: <laughs> well lauren moving into our next game this is going to be really fun because you picked a male celebrity as your favorite celebrity and i'm still gonna ask yep. the question Which American Girl doll do you think that Keanu Reeves would have if he had (laughs) one?
2: (laughs) So, you know, what's so funny. is like I try to think about the American girls and their storylines and like their personalities. And since I was so close with Molly and with Kirsten, those are the ones that I remember the most. So I don't know, maybe you guys can help me with this because you guys might resonate uh, more with some of the others. Um, but when I think of Keanu, I just think about somebody who is like, so kind, so down to earth, so like real, like when you hear about the stories, like how he treats not only his fans, but just who he is as a person. He's like, not about the spotlight, not about center of attention. Um, and so I, you know, I, I don't know who that would fall to. I would think maybe Molly, cause she always seemed a little bit more reserved and, um, whereas like Kirsten always felt like more in your face and more like, you know, i guess the troublemaker kind of thing but i don't know maybe that would be like a samantha or i i, I would i would actually like your guys's opinion on this because i don't quite know
0: Hmm, that's a tough one i feel like he could be a samantha because even though like surface level right samantha's like wealthy and um you know comes from a background of privilege she is like very open to learning about other people outside of her class she's very um sympathetic to and accepting Mm -hmm. and i think that you know that kind of could apply
2: here yeah yeah that's a good point it's kind of hard thinking about like Keanu and that sense, but I think I think Samantha's a good fit because that's <laughs> now I'm just like picturing like a mini doll version okay but right yeah really. I like Samantha I think that's a good fit though because it is it's like he has all the money in the world he donates like I think somebody said like over half of his salary he like donates to charities and gives back and is just like from my understanding as far as like you know, celebrities go, he's, like, the pinnacle as far as just, like, being a good person and um, a good human being, and so that's why I picked him as my favorite. I also like his movies, too, but I'm not a big celebrity person. I know it sounds kind of weird. Like, I'm not, like, I can't think of a celebrity that would walk in and I'd be, like, oh, my gosh, super, super struck. maybe, like, I don't know, Beyonce or something like that, but um, so it's hard when you were like, who's your favorite celebrity? I'm, like, oh my gosh, I don't know if I necessarily have a favorite
0: i kind of think it's fun to pick one that's kind of like because you know we have people who say a lot taylor swift or i don't know just like zendaya or like somebody who's like very much in the culture now um harry styles whatever um but I kind of think it's like more fun to guess the celebrities that are kind of like off the the beaten path in terms of like connection yeah. to American Girl because like I can I can <laughs> easily connect like Taylor Swift to an American Girl but like it's more fun to connect somebody who doesn't seem like they would even know what it is.
2: So. Right. <laughs> yes. Yes. Well, and that's why when you asked that, I started thinking. I'm like, oh gosh, you know, like how who would I connect him to? And it's just I don't know. I, I I, I think it, I, I like your answer of the Samantha though, too, is, you know, cause he is, he's a successful celebrity. He's obviously wealthy, but most of the time you would never even guess it. And he probably could walk past you on the street and, you know, you wouldn't he, it wouldn't even like, you wouldn't even notice type of thing because he would just be so downplayed. And I don't know. I just love that kind of reserved uh, personality that he has. He doesn't gloat. like that's, you know, those are the type of people I, I like to surround myself with.
0: Totally, and I, I think that, like, Samantha, Samantha, like, in even just, like, American girl pop culture, I think gets, like, a reputation for being, like, you know just like the the rich one but obviously there's much more much more to it but yeah no I think that I think this is a good pairing and thanks so much for bringing us a a new celebrity to talk about yeah Um. no problem
1: (laughs) I am terrible with celebrities I know like millennial women celebrities and that's it I always feel like I should probably research the celebs I know I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm so bad
2: too I, I was gonna pick Sandra Bullock because I just love Sandra Bullock but then yeah. it was like oh you know who do I actually genuinely like really like and I like Tom Hanks a lot too so that was my other one that I was thinking maybe <laughs> but uh yeah Keanu though that's like the one that I, I think like with him I if I gotta like sit down with a celebrity at dinner that's like who I how I yeah. thought of it I'm like who would I want to sit with at dinner he would be at like towards the top of my list just because I would want to like be his friend, you know, like I I would think about it in that sense. Like that's like, I don't know, maybe how delusional I am. I'm like, (laughs) what celebrity could I eat dinner with and make my friend? I'm like, maybe (laughs) Seattle. Oh
1: my God. We used to have a question on the podcast. We've been like switching up the games every once in a while. And there was a question of if you were to have dinner with any two American girl doll characters, who would they be?
2: Ooh, I like that one. Well, of course, Kirsten. I know I'm boring, so I just keep using her, but I loved her. She's my sister after all. And then, yeah. I, you know, I like, I always really liked Felicity. Um, but I liked her, you know, it's not so bad, but I liked her a lot because I think I always thought she was so pretty. Like I thought yeah. that she was so, like one of the prettiest of the American Girl dolls. And so I always like, I don't know, I, maybe it'll be <laughs> fun to have dinner with her um I like Samantha a lot too but it was it's funny because I know that you two really like Samantha and so it's funny because I think about like all my friends who are Samantha fans and you guys remind me a lot of them oh. in a good way <laughs> um but uh, it's like I think about my friends that love Samantha and it was just like it was so funny because I think I would have probably loved her too but because they loved her it was like I need my own I need my yeah. own you know person it's true so, gotta of course
1: carve out that (laughs) Right, I know that's how I felt like I had Felicity growing up but like later in life I realized how much I love Samantha and I like started like reading her books in maybe like fifth grade and like a little bit too old to get another doll at that point but yeah I feel like my best friend had Samantha I had Felicity and we we just stuck to that those were our personalities
2: yeah (laughs) <laughs> yeah oh I love it I love it I know I kind of want to like reread the books a little bit I was gonna so reread to read. Harry Potter so I'm like maybe I'll reread these books too I probably oh could finish God, them yes. in like an hour
1: quick you actually can (laughs) they're so quick, but they're like quite charming i highly recommend
2: yeah oh oh (laughs) Oh, maybe i will then (laughs) add it to my bookshelf
1: right uh well lauren this has been such a delight thank you so much for joining us we're just so happy to have connected with you
2: yeah i never thought i could uh talk for over an hour about american girls but i feel like i could talk (laughs) for a way longer so it's like you know i see why you guys have been able to make this podcast and this is successful Instagram and stuff. Cause it is, it's like, there's so many good, nostalgic, great memories about it. So I, I appreciate you guys inviting me on and it's been really fun. Like going down memory lane and digging up old photos and my doll and all that stuff.
1: <laughs> oh, yay. Thank you so much for your kind words. It really was such a pleasure.
0: Thank you so much, Lauren, for joining us. And thank you everybody for listening. We'll see you next time.